boop, 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 Thank you for joining the two best co-hosts from Pop Not Soda, Dan and Brian, on this special fantasy football uh, breakdown episode. What are we? Yeah, I mean. Preview. Right. And if, you know, we, we get enough positive feedback, uh, maybe we'll make this permanent. Just every week. We just kick bread out? Is yeah. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, not about fantasy football, but kicking bread out. Right, right. That's what it is. Okay, yes. cool. Uh, but yes, uh you have Dan and Brian here from Pop Not Soda, and we are going to basically, over the next 45 minutes or so, talk about everything you need to know to make you a very successful fantasy football GM this year. Yeah. Or unsuccessful. Right. Or, or just mediocre, you know. I'm, yeah. Because in all seriousness. Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, like I advertise this, it's our mediocre expertise. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've received some tweets some Facebook comments, uh, some some questions from friends. Uh, we're going to go into some sleepers, some must-drafts, uh, kind of break down position by position, um, and let you know our thoughts. Yeah. We're really going to get into the weeds on this one. Yeah. Brett doesn't let us talk about sports a lot, so uh, <laughs> we finally get an opportunity to, to nerd out. So we murdered him. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> it's like Eminem, yeah, you know. He's with Dre, locked up, <laughs> tied up yeah. in the basement. Eating his mom's spaghetti. <laughs> um, but the first thing, the most important thing, I think, for any fantasy football season um, is knowing what to do when it comes to naming your team. Yes. And, you know, with names, uh, I, I love the uh, the very uh, punny uh, names that people uh, come up with. And so it's kind of tough to try and name your team prior to drafting your team because you obviously would like a player on your team to be a part of your name but there are some instances where like you know the name's just too good and you just gotta you just gotta go do for you, it no do matter. you hold true to that do you oh i do i would never i would never have uh you know like the dak street boys as my team name if i did not have dak prescott on my team what if you hated the cowboys and I but would. you had but you had dad so that's the question. Would you ever name your team after a rival player, even though? Oh, uh, sure, of course. You would, okay. Yes, if it was good enough, absolutely. Because if they're on your team, because yeah, because if I end up with like Derek Carr, I mean, I'm probably going to use him uh, for my name. Solid, solid team name. Did not make our top list, but solid name for uh, Derek Carr would be a uh, dude. Where's my car? Yes, or dude. Where's Derek Carr? Yeah, both, both great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but fuck you, Dave. <laughs> <Derek> <laughs> Carr. Hey, he was my fantasy quarterback last year. Hey, you know he's a good player, but yeah, 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 I yeah. hate the Raiders. Um, so we've Sorry, got a Raiders list. Uh, not in any real particular order. I think Brian and I just came up with a few good names, and by came up, I mean we looked it up on Google. <laughs> yes. So shout out to uh, Sporting News. They put together a pretty, uh, a pretty extensive, immersive list. list. It's like yes. 125 fantasy football, and they're names. they're all pretty pretty darn good too. Yes. And so we've chosen our favorite. From them, so Brian, I'm gonna let you uh, go with your first favorite. Uh, so my first favorite, uh, probably a guy that not a lot of people are gonna actually have on their team, but you know, maybe if an injury happens or if Brock Weiler, uh, Brock Eisweiler is just absolutely terrible, uh, we might see uh, Damon Kaiser. No, that's not his first name. The kid from uh, from wow. Notre Dame. We're starting uh, whatever off his first name this is. Fantasy <laughs> special, real well, so much so that Brian doesn't know who he's talking about. I mean, I know the player. I just don't know his first name. Uh, drafted by the Browns, uh, currently the backup to uh, to Brock Osweiler in Cleveland. Anyway, uh, great team name, Kaiser Wide Shut. Uh, a play on eyes wide shut. A Tom Cruise, Stanley Kubrick film. Uh, a lot of nudity. If you haven't seen that film, go check it out. It doesn't have anything to do with football, but... Um, yeah, Nicole Kidman's naked a lot. A lot of boobs. Um, I think... 
yeah, um, that's a solid one. Uh, my my first favorite is going to go to a player that is not actually in the league anymore. <laughs> okay. And it's not a punny name. It's just a name that I just feel like is fantastic, and that would be um, a, te- a, a team name that shows that you made great decisions, and that would be OJ's parole board. Mm. Mm-hmm. Feel strongly any about any that. sort of uh, of legal team associated with OJ Simpson should definitely go down in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Uh, he <laughs> does not associate himself with I mean, with he, shitty he, lawyers. He, he can't, yeah, it couldn't be that bad um, because it's worked out for him. Yeah. All right, Brian, what's your Nets favorite? Um, you know, a player that I I'm not so hot on, but I love the team name Ajay Another Day. Ajay Another Day. Mm-hmm. So that is a a pun off of the uh, 007 movie with yes. Chris Brosnan. Die yes. Another Day. Halle Berry, I believe, as well. Uh, and that's J.H.I., the running back for the Dolphins. So I'm going to stick with J.H.I. and go with a very relevant pun name. Also, <laughs> maybe maybe my th- my theme of this year is just inappropriate names, but uh, 13 Reasons of J.H.I. Mm. based off the Netflix hit series 13 Reason- Reasons Why. Right. About the teenage girl telling herself. Hey, pretty current. <laughs> pretty current. Got to give him that. All right. Your Nets' favorite team name in uh, Pop Not Soda's 2017 favorite fantasy football. So uh, this is probably one you might have heard before, but still a great one. Unfortunately, we might not see this guy play at all this year, but uh, the Tannehills have eyes. Mm. Um, play on the... Wes Craven movie, right? Was that Wes Craven? I feel like he was Russell. It's a fucking creepy movie. If you haven't seen The Hills Have Eyes, it's a fucking weird movie. There's some... Some really disturbing yeah. shit that happens in it. So yours is just connected to movies. Yeah. You're just picking movie names. Right. That's really my strategy here. Uh, Chronicles of Riddick <laughs> is next. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so this is the most complicated name, but I love it because of the explanation that goes with it. And that is Keenan Ivory Dwayne's. Mm. And if you are a person who would require all the players to be on your team to use the name, that means you would need Keenan Allen. Chris Ivory, and then Dwayne Allen and Dwayne Harris to pull this off. I mean, crazier things have been done. So if your draft strategy is centered around a ridiculous team name, mm-hmm. that may be one to follow. If you play in a league where best team name <laughs> wins something, I mean, might be worth it. Just saying. Um, okay, I got I to gotta put in run one more I just saw right now uh, that made me chuckle a little bit. Rudolph the Red Zone Reindeer. <laughs> what? Uh, so obviously Rudolph the reindeer, we all know Kyle Rudolph, tight end. Uh, well, you yeah. know, catches touchdowns. Not much else. I uh, thought that oh, was clever. Yeah, okay, okay, fair, fair. Um, I think the the last one that I'm going to have to go with. So it's it, it was a tough choice, but uh, I, I'm I'm okay with it, and that is Yippie Kaye Justin Tucker. Mm. Based off of uh, Bruce Willis's catchphrase in Die Hard, you know I'm always a proponent of taking a kicker with your last pick. However, that might be a good enough name where you know you're like three away. You're like, ah, eh, Justin Tucker sitting there. <laughs> maybe maybe well, I'll be the guy that takes a kicker first. So I think this is this is a good transition because um, speaking of that, is the do's and don'ts of a fantasy football draft. Mm. And I think one of the key do's and don'ts of a fantasy football draft is don't take a kicker in within the first 10 rounds. Yes. Which I've seen happen. Right. I've seen someone draft Grakowski in the second round. That's crazy. I mean, I would... They pulled the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and they, they drafted a kicker in the second round. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'm... Almost shocked when people take a kicker before with not their last pick, because that is always my strategy. Because the number one kicker and the number ten kicker, which you're most likely going to have, minuscule difference between the points, you know. So, yeah, v- very important rule for fantasy football: wait to take your kicker. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, I think another don't. Because I don't really have a long list of do's. I think another don't is uh, don't take the full time clock 
every single round. Because that will easily turn you into the biggest asshole in your fantasy football draft. Right, gonna get a lot of uh, a lot of shade thrown at you, especially if it's not a live draft. If it's being done online, oh, that's the worst. Oh, people hate you. Yeah, like if you go longer than a minute, if you like, you, you know, I think a standard is like a ninety second round, and if you yeah, if you're constantly going over a minute, people want to murder you <laughs> by like the seventh round. <laughs> and if you don't know who to draft when it's your turn. The 90 seconds you have panicking isn't going to do much to help you. Right. So come prepared, people. Well, then there's just so much lead time now. And like with the the site, like Yahoo, most people do their fantasy football on Yahoo. Uh, It's so easy to use. Plus, they like track out where your next pick would be. So you can at least see, you know, like that grouping of players. Um, So, yeah, hurry the fuck up and pick someone. Um, And I think my last don't is the easiest don't and that's just don't auto draft (laughs) if you can't make the draft you should drop out of the league that's that's my personal feelings also as a commissioner which i am the commissioner should work his magic or her magic to try and find the best draft date so that everyone can make it yeah absolutely but if you can't make it send somebody to draft for you because the worst thing you can do is auto draft yeah. It messes Agreed. everything up. It, it does. messes everything up. And then that's always a crutch that that person will use throughout the entire season as well. Or it's bullshit when they win. <laughs> like, and then you're pissed. Because you're like, the one person on auto draft is in first place and they didn't pit their team. Right. And they're reaping the benefits of a computer. Yeah. Those are my, my three don'ts for a fantasy football draft. Those are some good, some good pillars yeah. to start with. Exactly. It's it you know, it should go hand in hand with just regular things you know how to do, common sense. Right. Hold doors open for people. Don't be an asshole in your draft. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh this is the other question I have about um fantasy football drafts. How do you feel about trades mid draft? Mid draft? No, absolutely not. You're not a fan? I, no. No. I've literally never played uh, in a league where that has happened mid draft. So, <coughs> and if um, it did happen, I would no, I would not allow that. You would, you not. wouldn't allow it. No, fuck no. Even of course if, not. Okay, so uh, mid draft. Be- before we jump into the meat, I just want to preface that make sure you know the drafting rules. If draft, if you you know how your league feels about mid draft trades. Uh, there was one year in the the league that I'm commissioner that uh, two people had agreed to trade quarterbacks and okay. those quarterbacks were Tom Brady for Cam Newton. <laughs> okay. And they had verbally agreed in the chat over an online draft that that trade would happen. We got to the end of the draft and then one person didn't want to do it. They were like, no, I, I, I you, you can't hold me to it. Right. Cause why would you give up Tom Brady for Cam Newton? So what I did is I forced that draft through or that trade through because that's the fair. lead saw it. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't. You can't. Nope. Can't right. do it. If you're going to agree, the whole league is watching. Yeah. Don't pull some shady shit. <laughs> uh, well, another thing about drafts, schedule them as late as possible because uh, it always happens. There's always injuries in preseason in camp. Um so I would add this to, you know, your do's and don'ts of the draft. The actual draft itself schedules close as to uh, game one as you can. Well, when is that. your first draft this year? My first draft is on the 27th of this month. Okay. That, that is late. My first draft, unfortunately, is on the 22nd of this month. Mm. Uh, the only date that we can all make it. Yeah, so. I have mine, the the one that I commission. Um, I was drafting the night before the season starts, so Wednesday night. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, I just figured out who you're trying to think of in Cleveland, and his first name is Deshaun Kaiser. Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah. My bad. And the starter is not Brock Osweiler. It's Cody Kessler. I thought they named Osweiler the starter. Oh, no. Are you sure? How yeah. old is that list? That list, the, the list that I'm referencing, uh, August 10th. 
Yeah, that's a week ago. Is it a week? Have they updated? Because he's not even on the, the depth chart over here. Osweiler isn't? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I thought I saw it on the ticker that they named him the starter. So just setting I your expectations really low for this uh, special. Just know that <laughs> we know shit about Cleveland. Right, who cares? Um, Drop the running back. So so, so, real, so so let's go into that. When we're talking about quarterbacks, Brian, who is your – well, one, who is your top-rated quarterback this year? Uh, it's Aaron Rodgers, uh, by by far. Aaron Rodgers was my um, thoroughbred last year that took me to the championship on my uh, on one of my teams. Um, so yeah, it's Aaron Rodgers, and I really think like quarterbacks, it's really just Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. It's the two of them. Uh, Drew Brees is kind of like he's like hanging on the ladder to get up to their level. So, so he's kind of like that. With that, that is, fringe. is Aaron Rodgers worth a first round draft pick? A first-round draft pick? No, I don't think so. So no matter where you're, in, at. unless unless like your league does crazy stats for quarterbacks, um, like if your quarterback gets six points per touchdown, you're in a fucked up lead. Then I might say, okay, Aaron Rodgers could be worth it. Tom Brady could be worth it. Or if there's like crazy bonus points or some, you know, something like that. But uh, no, I do not think that a quarterback is worth uh, a first-round pick, even a second-round pick. These so you're, days. Yeah, so you're you're gonna wait to the third round to draft a quarterback. Yeah, because I think f- my strategy is generally, uh, you know, take running backs early, uh, because there's not a lot of them around that are just consistent workhorses. Because it's pretty the, top heavy. Yeah, and the league is has just reverted to such like a a two or even three back system now. There's really only a couple guys that are your bell cow. Uh, workhorses that exist and then you know with Zeke getting suspended for however long six games or maybe less um, that really only leaves like you know Le'Veon and um, and David Johnson in Arizona as like the two guys and then LaShawn McCoy is kind of again like I would equate LaShawn McCoy to what Drew Brees is to quarterbacks for me like he's kind of on that fringe not not in like that tier one but if you're playing PPR um, you know, he obviously catches a lot of balls, so um, he he's like kind of there. So, and yeah, the idea, I think that's a great point when you're coming to win a draft for quarterback, and um, the strategy and when um, that those tiers because you can kind of wait because I do feel like when the top after the top three quarterbacks go, that gives you a break of like maybe like three rounds where you don't have to draft a quarterback like if you have it because it's no. It's not worth it to reach where you could take somebody who's going to still be around the seventh because that production is in that tier is like a seventh round pick. But I will say the only time I could see maybe drafting an Aaron Rodgers in the first round would be if I'm in a 12 man lead and I have 12th pick. Because, I mean, I'm really just taking them at the. I'm taking a running back and a quarterback, or if it's a full point PPR lead. Right. I'm taking a wide receiver and Aaron Rodgers at that turn depending on who's on the board sure because i mean yeah. and that's always you know but um that's the only time i could see is really at that when you when you've got the uh the horseshoe turn at the end of round one and the beginning of round two would be the only time i would ever take a quarterback that high but yeah i'm with you i'm waiting till the end of the second beginning of the third round to take one of the top three quarterbacks which i think we both agree on it's it's aaron Rodgers, tom brady drew Brees. Yeah. So then 100%. who completes the top five for you? My top five, I would put – it's hard. Normally I would put Andrew Luck in there, but I'm really worried about his injury. So I'm staying away from Andrew Luck uh, 100%. I did have him on one of my teams last year, and he was fucking dog shit for like the first half of the season. Um, you know, finally was putting up numbers towards the end of the year. So I, I put Matty Ice in there, um, and then – you know, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cam Newton because I think he's going to have a bounce back year. I think adding the draft picks that they did with McCaffrey and um, that other dude out of Ohio State, uh, that other rookie, um, I think they're going to do a lot of, um, you know, catching a lot of balls out of the backfield and just really opening up that offense. Um, you know, I think Kelvin Benjamin's just going to get stronger this year. Um, I know he showed up a little overweight. Um, 
to the first like OTAs or whatever, but he looks fine in the preseason. It was that Curtis Samuel out of Ohio. State? It was Curtis yeah. Samuel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think the, the offense is going to be really exciting. Um, I think they made a couple moves too for the offensive line to solidify that. Um, so yeah, I, I think you know Cam Newton had a just a rough year last year, got banged up, hurt a little bit. Um, so I think he comes out strong and determined, and uh, he's going to round out my top five. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think. For me, I've always been kind of hesitant on Matt Ryan. Like, I never really want to buy in that he's going to be a top five quarterback. He's burned me before. He's burned me. I think me. I've I've been burned too. Um, but I do think that he is a top five quarterback, and I think especially with what he has around him, and well, I he's think got the fucking best wide receiver in the league, and he has a I think a top five to top ten running back. Yeah. Um, and I I do think that bodes well, and so, um. Five is tough. I agree. I think a healthy Andrew Luck takes five, especially yeah. because Andrew Luck has to do so much for the Colts. I'd put him four if he's healthy, in my opinion. Um, Somebody who I don't think is someone that, that's consistent, but I don't necessarily think puts up monster points from week to week, but is at least you're going to get a consistent number is Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah. Um, He always runs for a lot of yards, too. Especially without a – guaranteed running game mm-hmm. uh, he's looked m- upon more and the fact that jimmy graham decided to finally show up in seattle and they utilize him better but i do think cam noonan takes that and i do think that the only other quarterback that could jump russell and jump cam would be Kirk cousins but i think he's more around seventh for me. i think i think Derek carr might uh well, he's also Might put up some back scary numbers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, that's always and with Marshawn, you don't know how heavy they'll lay. You know, rely on the running game and what that's going to look like, and the fact that they still haven't signed that left tackle, left guard yet, um, is always important. So I, I do definitely think he's top ten, and I definitely think he's a value that you can get in the seventh or eighth round for Derek Carr. Yeah. Um, I think the same thing with Kirk Cousins is a value pick you can get for in the sure. Third, third round. I mean, all those guys. Like, if if you're if you do, if you miss out on like the top three. Just wait. Yeah, but a lot of people tend to panic because I I do see I like know. a Russell and that's, and that's or why people get fucking will, shitty teams. Will come you know? off in a third round or come off in a fourth or fifth round, right? Um, and then then people will start to panic because if you've got half the league with quarterbacks and the other half, it's it's really funny too because it's almost like the league will just watch everybody else and if everyone else yep, is willing to exactly. hold and wait, that's how it'll flow. But yeah, once somebody starts to panic, it's always like when the first defense comes off the board in like the eighth round. And then people just start picking yeah, defenses just fucking like crazy. De- right. Defenses like crazy. Yeah. And it's either you either catch and ride the wave or you just sit out everything. You take somebody way late. Right. Um, and I feel the same way about quarterbacks. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good transition to tight ends. Cause I think tight ends is the same way. You know, once a couple people start taking tight ends, then everybody does. And then it's just a, a mad rush, you know, well, I feel like the only person who doesn't like once you take Gronk, I think you get a round to breathe. Yeah, because yeah. Gronk always goes in the first round, at least the past. Traditionally, few years. I don't think he'll go the first round this year unless you're you're at I see eleven or twelve, taking him at nine or ten. Sure, like, uh, I could get it. Yeah, uh, but he is coming off the back injury, but he's also coming off of WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> well, he's also been on Tom Brady's diet uh, for Giselle? this whole off season. <laughs> Yeah, just dessert. Just, just, just a bunch. Just of dessert. Just, yeah, every meal. Um, I mean, he did look healthy in a WrestleMania, you know, in a WWE <laughs> ring. <laughs> that shoulder tackle, he moved real quick. Got in that three point stance, little Oklahoma drill, right on uh, Jinder Mahal. It seems ridiculous now, but that happened. Um. But yeah, I mean, the thing about Gronk, you always got to worry about his health. You know, is he going to play a full season? Probably not. But Martellus Bennett's gone. So, you know, that's going to free up a lot more red zone opportunities for him. Um, and then again, you know, tight end, I I would say, is very similar to quarterback and running back this year. You got the top cream, uh, and then it just drops off pretty dramatically. So, uh, you know, Gronk's number one. He's going to go first. Um all the time and then it's kind of a debate after that right it's like jordan reed kelsey and uh greg olson you know who, who See, how do you rank those and that always happens but i have a pitch that i love to take in the third or fourth round that is always consistent and that i love or you know what sometimes i get even later because people will jump at kelsey and people will jump at greg olson 
But I think consistently who's been like the number two tight end the past couple of years has been Delaney Walker. Mm. And he has done extremely well in Tennessee, especially with Marcus Mariota. And the fact that their wide receivers couldn't t- like went a little bit without catching a touchdown. Um, but he has been he was a he, he's coming off a fantastic year. Mm-hmm. And I definitely think he's a value pick at tight end where you don't have to jump at an Olsen or a Kelsey and you can wait till that sixth or seventh round and take Delaney Walker and he'll be at top five, if not top three, tight end. Yeah. Uh the thing that worries me about Delaney Walker this year is that the Titans um brought in Eric Decker and I think he's gonna eat up a lot of touchdowns. That's really where, you know, a lot of his value comes from. Um he, he you know, he catches a good amount of balls, but he doesn't have a lot of yards. Uh yet. Yeah, after right. He he's not you know uh, running down the field like like Olsen and Jordan Reed and these other guys. Um, he's so a he, reliable ten yard Antonio Gates like post or hook, and just big body go up and get the ball. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, he's he's a great value pick. Um, and you know, there's a couple other guys. I you know, Jimmy. Remember Jimmy Graham last year? You know, uh, had you know a good season for sure. Um, definitely a bounce back year from what we've seen prior to Complete that. Complete shit. The first year in shit, Seattle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, definitely a year to forget. Um, and I think he's just going to continue to build off that. So I think Jimmy Graham uh, is a great pick this year that you can you know wait on a little bit. Uh, Tyler Eifert's going to come back finally. Is it Eifert uh, or Eifert? I've I've always pronounced it Eifert. I always say Eifert. Well, whatever. <laughs> Either way, um, he's finally going to be, you know, 100% to start the season. He's fucking scary good. You know, just a, a big, another big body, uh, very similar to Gronk, just, you know, a little bit lighter. So here I got a question for you. You don't have a tight end. You're at 12-man lead, let's say, you know, half-point PPR lead. And you've got a choice in the 10th round for a tight end. And you've got to choose between Martilius Bennett and Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Or Hunter Henry for the former the former San Diego Chargers now LA Chargers. Yeah, oh uh, easy Hunter Henry all day long. Really? Yeah, people Why? are gonna sleep on Hunter Henry. I think he's gonna have a a huge year. Um, reason being, I mean, guys on the fucking coaching staff came out and said we were force feeding the ball to Antonio Gates in the red zone last year so that he could break the record. Um, being that. You know, he's got one more to break it this year. I think after that's done, uh, you're going to see him getting the ball a lot more. Um, obviously, with Antonio Gates there, Phillip Rivers likes throwing to his tight end in the red zone. And Hunter Henry, you know, had the eight, thing, eight touchdowns last year. I think he definitely gets the double digits. Um, you know, with a Green Bay tight end, I'm never going to bet money on that. They've only had one tight end finish in the top 10 in like the last decade, and that was Jermichael Finley when. You know, he had that fucking know, monster that, that, year. That concussion injury that ended him way too early. Yeah. But, I mean, ever since then, you know, like he, Aaron Rodgers just – there's just too many weapons in Green Bay. So, I do – I like Martellus Bennett a lot. Um, I definitely was high on him last year in New England. But, um, I mean, it's just like history – you know, history doesn't lie. If, if Aaron Rodgers only throws like 10 or 15% of his touchdowns at tight ends each season – I mean, I, I don't see that changing. Well, when your tight end is Richard Rodgers. Sure, but I mean, think of all those other years with Jermichael Finley. True. Other true. than, you know, that one just monster year. Because uh, he was still just as good so all those other years. I, I feel you. I will tell you who I'm staying away from, even though he's got some more space this year, is I'm staying away from Doyle in Indianapolis. Uh, yeah. Because uh, I, I don't like the quarterback situation with a lot being hurt. I don't like the stability of their offense – without luck or with luck because of how inconsistent everything was last year for sure um and a lot of it, i think all the still players on indianapolis scare me oh yeah i definitely think even i think people doyle, are taking ty hilton way too high oh, yeah but I, I think with doyle there because now Dwayne allen's in new england um i still don't want to do it um because you know they've kind of had a thing where they've had two to three tight ends they've been playing um over the past few years uh between Dwayne allen they had uh, – oh, um, Lutz, uh, Stanford roommate uh, who's now on New Orleans. Um, oh, uh, Kobe Fleener. Kobe Fleener. Uh, 
and so now they've got it down. They've got one tight end that they're going to use, but I, d- I don't. I'm going to stay away from him. That's my. Yeah. Uh, that's my one of my uh, don't drafts for the tight end is uh, Jack Doyle. Don't get sucked in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, tight end is. It is what it is. Not not a lot of uh, not a lot of meat there. So I will tell you though who either go early or go late. Um, even with this quarterback situation, um, and even though I hate this quarterback, is Julius Thomas. Mm. Because in Miami, for a quarterback like Jay Cutler, a big athletic tight end is always a safety net. Yeah, but. I, I just was never high on Julius Thomas. I was always a very firm believer that he was a product of a great system in Denver because you just couldn't cover everybody, and so that got him open a lot. I mean, you know, you, you can't blame the guy for having bad numbers in Jacksonville. Uh, I don't think a lot of that is his fault. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, he's just – he's not as – big as Antonio Gates he's not as fast as uh um I don't know a fast tight end (laughs) uh Vernon Davis he's not as fast as Vernon Davis he's kind of just like in between that so um so yeah I don't know I don't like him I'm I would I'm trying to stay away from him fair fair uh so let's get into wide receivers I think wide receivers are my favorite positions i think it's a tie between tight ends and wide receivers in my favorite drafting yeah well wide receivers too um i mean the majority of people are playing ppr leagues to some extent so that just adds a whole nother level of complexity to it um so yeah so wide wide receivers it's i think again super deep um you really can't go wrong with like the top 10 you 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 know that T.Y. Hilton who's listening. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton, but I mean, you know, obviously Antonio Brown's going to be Antonio Brown. Julio's going to be Julio, Odell, A.J. Green. They're all going to so do here, that. So here it is. You've got the number one pick. You're, or you're going wide receiver. Well, that's that's the, the, the situation I'm giving you. Okay. okay. Are you going Antonio Brown or Julio Jones? Oh, Antonio Brown. Why? I go Antonio Brown for sure. I mean, consistency. Okay. And... Julio, Julio, you know, he's gotten hurt and that still scares me. Okay. Uh, I do have, I have Julio ranked as my number two. I have, um, yeah, so I have Antonio Brown one, Julio two, Odell three, AJ four, Mike Evans five, Jordy six. And then it's just kind of, you know, that, that next four are tough for me. Dez is in there. Michael Thomas is in there. Demarius is in there. Probably Mari Cooper's in there for me. Yeah, Amari's in there for me. I think he has a definite bounce back year. Yeah. And then Doug Baldwin, you know, like as much as I hate on Seattle receivers, the guy puts up numbers every year. Um, so he's definitely in the top 10, if not just right outside of it. I'll tell you who I'm willing to risk it on this year and maybe reach for is Brandon Cooks. Oh, yeah. He's going to have a like, fucking huge year. Like That, really is, somebody, that is somebody who, you know what, if – if I'm left to choose between like T.Y. Hilton, Doug Baldwin, and like Demarius Thomas at the end of the first round or beginning of the second, I may reach and take Brandon Cooks. Yeah, um, which well, is reaching about five or six wide receiver spots if you're according to a lot of um, uh, cheat sheets, a lot of uh, you know like RotoWire and Yahoo and ESPN rankings. They have Brandon Cooks at 15 mm-hmm. for the wide receivers. So if you're looking to draft him, like like I said, it around like that 10 through. 14 pick yeah if you have I don't 12 necessarily think that's a terrible reach no definitely not yeah you take brandon cooks and aaron Rodgers at 12 that's not a bad start that's not a bad start i honestly think that ev- all these um you know number one wide receivers that move teams are gonna have big years i think Ashon jeffrey uh you know, might not have a lot of touchdowns, but I think he's going to catch a, t- a lot of balls. Um, you know, Jordan yeah. Matthews no longer there. He's really their only uh, threat now. So I think Wentz is just going to feed him the ball. Um, you know, we just talked well, about Cooks. They do have a uh, Sproles replacement, little uh, player out the backfield who's going to be catching a lot of balls. So, 
Okay. Don't forget about that. I just want to give I just want to give Pumphrey a shout out. I'm not, uh, I'm not drafting him unless he goes <laughs> off. But right. <laughs> that's a free agent picked up for sure. But I'm yeah. not drafting him. Uh, and then Terrell Pryor. Uh, you know, uh, the guy had a thousand yards in freaking Cleveland. Dude, he was my favorite last. I picked him in two leads with my very last pick, and he was he ended up saving me. Yeah, he had a great like, year, especially when he had to play four positions. Right, <laughs> like when he, when he got so bad in Cleveland that he would start at wide receiver and he would run the wildcat and have rushing yards, or he'd do the end arounds, or they'd line him back up at halfback. And then when their quarterbacks got hurt, they're like, "Oh shit! Well, here's the ball, go throw it." Like it, I was getting, I've never seen a stat line filled up like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, I. He was great. I had him on a couple of my teams as well. Uh, I, I know one for sure that I went. I took that team to the championship too. So he definitely carried me. Um, and uh, yeah, I think he's going to have a huge year in Washington. Deshaun Jackson has gone off that team. Um, the waiter's gone off that team. Pierre Garcon. Um, so oh, it's <laughs> so it's really just uh, uh, you know his show. Him and um, uh, Crowder, who I think is going to have a good year too. So Washington throws the fuck. So what you're saying is, you're probably gonna end up with a decent number one receiver no matter where you're picking. Yeah, my 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 strategy is to wait on wide receiver unless you know you're you're in the top. You know, probably for me, if you're in the top ten, and you know Le'Veon and David Johnson go one two, I'm probably taking wide receiver. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can go wrong. Right, because I mean, you, like at minimum, you're going to get like AJ Green or Mike Evans. You know, like seven or eight or nine. Um, even Jordy Nelson. I mean, I had Jordy Nelson on one of my teams. People laughed at me when I took him in the second round, and uh, he carried me all the way to the championship. So, uh, I think he's going to have another huge year. I mean, the guy just is a red zone monster. Ton of touchdowns. Uh, I think Dez is going to have a big year too. Um, so here you go. I've got a question for you. Who are you going to take if on the board you've got Tyreek Hill and Martavius Bryant for a wide receiver two slash Oof. three flats? Wow, that's really hard. I would go. I would go Tyreek Hill just because I would. I wouldn't gamble, but I do like Mar. I do like the potential. He hasn't played in a year. I do like the potential. It'll depend a lot too on how he plays in the preseason, because um, he didn't play in their first game. So does it depend on if he stops smoking weed? No, I don't care about that. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I care because he would, you know, be suspended. But I mean, t- like that's what's crazy is there, like you can, yeah. So like I'm looking at ESPN's PPR wide receiver list. I mean, they have. Martinez Bryant and Brandon Marshall at 33 and 34, you know, like Brandon Randall, Marshall. Randall Cobb is 50. Yeah. So wide receiver is deep. Like, just think about that. Like, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, you're talking about Jeremy Macklin, you know, the number one wide receiver, a starting wide receiver at 35 for the, you know, for Baltimore, a team that's thrown the ball more than any other team combined, not combined, but any other team like the last two years, three years. People don't realize that because Joe Flacco is just so like mediocre, but they let him throw the ball all no, day long. No, he's an elite quarterback. <laughs> he Brian. does have a ring. He's an elite. He's got a ring, you know. Um, okay. So we're getting to the last position. No one gives a fuck about kickers or defense. No. And, if, if, and if your league has uh, IDPs. Good luck. Um, get a new commissioner. <laughs> Yeah, just think, okay for IDPs. Just go for your your linebackers. Yeah, tackles. You, you, you're going. You're going tackles. For passes deflected. JJ sacks. Watt. Yeah, obviously. Uh, you're going for uh, Sean Lee because that man tackles everything that moves. Mm-hmm. And I mean Luke Keekley. Luke Keekley. You're going for all the white linebackers machines. apparently. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, that's just how it works out. Um, and if you're drafting DBs, you want somebody that returns punts. That's a no brainer. Uh, if you can get a DB, that's also a special team return man. He's going to get you points in the return game. Uh, and if you are playing in a league that has kick return yards, get out of that lead <laughs> because you're playing with children. <laughs> I actually have it in my league. Yeah. I, I, I stand by what I said. So but it's, 20, it's 25 yards for one point, so it's, it's still tough to get a point. 
Unless you're Tiger, you kill and you return like 300 yards. <laughs> yeah, and you just destroy. So we're getting to the meat and bones of a team, the backbone. Um, and I think this is where your team is made. Or, like, this is where you make or break your team. Yep. And it's where you go with your running bats. Yes. I experienced uh, just terrible, terrible luck last year. Um, I had Adrian Peterson, uh, who obviously uh, was hurt, uh, done for the year. I had Todd Gurley, who mm. just basically was hurt right i had jamal charles as well in that same <laughs> team so just really bad luck at running backs and so i had to just play by committee like every week i was scrambling i had danny woodhead as well on that team i remember so, so basically just, if brian drafts a running back ask him so you can know who's going right, to get injured exactly um so yeah so like with running back i, I mean it's really hard ppr makes it a little bit easier uh, but yeah, I mean, it's Le'Veon, it's David Johnson again, LaShawn McCoy is kind of on that fringe. And then I think it just like is a, a pretty big drop off. Um, even Devonta, I'm looking at like third, fourth round pits after the top right. five running bats. I mean, that's when it gets really ugly. Like after the top 10, so, you know, like after Lamar Miller, Todd Gurley, Marshawn Crowell. I mean, it's just like like you don't want Carlos. I mean, Ty Montgomery did do well, but he's still not a real natural running back, right? Uh, and there's so many weapons on Green Bay. No one knows what Christian McCaffrey is going to do. Yeah, I do like Danny Woodhead in Baltimore in, in PPR. Like. Um, yeah, I do. I do like. Uh, I like Joe Mixon. You know, the in rookie Cincinnati. in Cincinnati. He's got Mark some big Ingram potential. Mark Ingram in New Orleans is always consistent because he is their goal line. Yeah, but like, you got Adrian Peterson there now. Oh shit! I'm not touching either one you're of those right. guys. Um, That's I, probably yeah. You're true, true. Uh, Frank Gore, like I think Matthew Berry's still gonna say that at the end of the world, it's just gonna be cockroaches and Frank Gore. Yeah, I think he's the only Indianapolis player that I would take, and I'm not taking him to like the tenth round. Right, unless he's just right, like just a super value pick. I definitely wouldn't um, take him either. Who are you taking in Kansas City? In Kansas City, I'm not taking any running back. You're gonna stay away from Spencer Ware. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the only the only Kansas City players I take would be Kelsey or Tyreek Hill. No, definitely not. Because I think I think Tyreek Hill is going to take a lot of those carries away. Like I I think that (laughs) hopefully my my thought is that Andy Reid like realized what he had in Tyreek Hill last year and and just needs to say, holy shit, we got to get this guy the ball every possible way. So I feel like more than ever this season coming up has the most running back by committees i think i've ever seen yeah it's crazy Because if you're looking at denver denver has cj anderson and jamal charles if you're looking uh minnesota I mean, minnesota yeah. has um run DM, not run dmc they've got uh, latavius murray and they also drafted a top three uh, to, uh th- what was it the third round running back dalvin cook i think yeah. he, uh, he might have been top two rounds um tennessee you still have derrick henry and you have demarco murray where demarco murray has kind of established that spot but henry is still like a third down bat where um he's taking touches away from murray if you're looking um, like green bay you know who knows ty montgomery probably they're going with their starter but they did draft like two yeah the Uh, jets who knows philadelphia forte even though they cut ryan matthews and they have sproles but they also have pumphrey and um, on the Garrett they Blunt. also have Garrett Blunt. Right. So that, that's that's a three-headed monster. Yeah, New England, who knows? I mean, it's always a, I mean, you always want to think it's going to be. Um, I mean, James White is okay, but then you have um, Gillisley now. Right. And still the... Uh, well, and Dion Lewis is still there. And Dion Lewis. Yeah, I did not think of his name for the life of me. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, in Baltimore, I know Terrence West is the starter, but I, I feel like they're just going to split time with him and Danny Woodhead. Washington, same thing, always committee. And if you're looking even with you, – so Detroit. you think Ezekiel Elliott is going to miss six games. So you're like, all right, well, you draft the Dallas backup because they have what is arguably the best offensive line. But they still have a committee because they have Darren McFadden and they have um, the former Washington running back, Alfred um, Morris. Alfred Morris. Which is still, you don't know who's going to get the most touches. You don't know who's going to get goal line touches. Right. And with Christian McCaffrey, you still have Jonathan Stewart there. It's, yep. It is tough to navigate. And I think 
so if you it, it is tough i mean um that's why i think i mean even with Devontae freeman he is a, a, a top five running back listed they still have telling Coleman. yeah and even though they signed him to a stupid amount of money I you'd never know who's gonna get that third down screen pass that goes for the touchdown that's gonna yeah you know, vulture points away from. I mean, I I don't think Tevin Coleman's gonna have a year close to what he did last year. I think he just got uh, really fortunate to score a lot of touchdowns compared to how many times he touched the ball. Um, so that really, I mean, he doesn't really worry me. I I think what's gonna worry me is people taking him too high, you know, and expecting the same amount of production that he had last year. Um, I mean, for me, I'll, I'll give some people some advice. Uh, hopefully they're <laughs> gaining some knowledge from us. Just Well, yeah, the last, I'll on. tell you the last running back I think I'm taking that is maybe somebody I could take in the fourth round that I do believe could finish top 10. That's beast mode. Oh yeah. I don't think he's lasting till do you the really fourth th- round. Do you really think he lasts till the fourth round? No way. Uh, I'm super I, high I, on, I get, on beast I, mode. Well, you are super high. Yeah, I just think anybody <laughs> that listens to this podcast <laughs> has to be super high. Uh, but on beast mode, particularly, you you think he's? Do you think he makes it out of the second round? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, but so I you think, think he's, he's like a third, third, right? Like a third, early fourth round pick for sure. I would That's take him I as my. Be. I want to be in the fourth round. Yeah, I would definitely take him as my second running back all day long. Um, I do think he ends up top ten though when we're looking yeah. at fantasy running backs at the end. Of I the agree. Season. I agree. Um, yeah, with their pass offense for sure. Um, so with running backs, if you do get into a jam and you know you, you filled your other slots, you, you need running backs. You're kind of panicking. Uh, remember, you know we we mentioned it with um, Ezekiel Elliott. He's not going to be playing for the first six games, maybe less than that, but at least for a couple. Um, so you do have Darren McFadden. You do have Alfred Morris available to at least play. You know a handful of games. Um, in the start of the season and then you can you know hopefully pick some guys off the waiver or whatever in those first couple years um, you know gamble like with the these teams we're talking about you know Seattle who knows who's going to be the starter there Washington who knows who's going to be the starter there Um, if you have that opportunity you know take a pick Um, Tampa Bay you know Doug Martin's out the first two games or three games or whatever um, so Jacquez Rogers is going to be starting those games, a guy that, you know, you can plug in at least for the first few weeks, um, to, uh, to get you some points. So, you know, it's not the end of the world. If you get to a point where, uh, you, you don't think there's a lot of talent on the board, you know, people tend to forget that getting guys who are going to, you know, be guaranteed a lot of touches in the first few weeks. Um, I would, you know, say, a better value than to get a guy who's going to be splitting time. Um, and most of that, you know, with second snaps and not the first team. So, um, you know, keep that in mind. Um, again, if you are in a pinch for running backs. All right. Give me one sleeper before we, uh, end our first ever fantasy football special. Oh man. One sleeper. Um, yeah. I'm gonna okay. The okay, draft okay, timer's okay. ticking down. <laughs> Don't be that guy. <laughs> I was trying to find this other guy's name, um, but uh, but I couldn't. Um, so my sleeper, I'm going with uh, a. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you two. I'll give you two, because I really like both of these. Uh, one is a rookie, and that is uh, John Ross from uh, who's on Cincinnati. Uh, he was. A big time player, uh, Cincinnati, I believe, caught a lot of balls, a lot of yards after the catch. Um, I think they're just going to plug him right into the slot, and he's going to just uh, do a lot of work really, really early. Um, another wide receiver that I think could be um, a pretty interesting pick is um, Teddy Ginn Jr., who is now on the Saints, and with uh, you know the obvious loss of Brandon Cooks, that's going to free up a lot of um, go routes that uh, that Brandon Cooks ran. Um, so I think that you know, coupled with um, Drew Brees' arm, um, he's gonna potentially have a pretty big year too. So I am going to go tight end for my sleeper, and I usually can pick them out. I'm usually okay. uh, I was running uh, two tight end sets through this league last year. Mm. 
and that is uh, somebody you could probably get in the 12th round, maybe 13th, and they could finish top 10 tight ends. And that's Austin Hooper. Austin Hooper is going to be the starting tight end for Atlanta because mm. Jacob Tammy's gone. And Jacob Tammy and Austin Hooper combined for 10 touchdowns last year. And I think with a healthy offense, you've got people wising up to, to uh, the running back game with Freeman. And if they're double covering Julio Jones, that's going to leave the tight end open, especially in the red zone. Yeah. So I definitely think if you're looking for somebody to play, play to flats, maybe not your number one tight end, but if you're looking for somebody at that flats position, I definitely think you can't go wrong with Austin Hooper in the late rounds. But don't f- sleep on Dwayne Allen because <laughs> freaking Bill Belichick runs t- two tight ends better than anybody. Yeah, for sure. And um, with Dwayne Allen paired with Rob Gronkowski and Brandon Cuts on the outside, it's just not even fair. Yeah, that second tight end in, in New England. Thank God they got rid of Blunt or uh, the NFL would be screwed. <laughs> I know, right? Another 20 touchdown season. Well, thank you for joining Brian and I on our first ever first ever fantasy football special we hoped um our mediocre expertise has um helped you a little bit we can't promise a lot um because <laughs> i think between us i think i have a, i have like three championships three or four how many do you have uh, i probably have it's a good question two i have two okay have two. two so we've got at least five between us yes um which isn't a good percentage but it's better than most of the teams in the NFL. So, and it's way better than the Chargers. Um, so make sure you turn in to our summer finale uh, for Pop Not Soda coming up as uh, we will leave this summer with a great episode and take a break. And uh, maybe you'll hear a special live episode from Brett's Baxter Party. We don't know about that yet. But we will have at least one more episode this summer before we take about four to six weeks off. Um, so make sure you tune in just like you're tuning into this episode on iTunes Podcasts or at popnotstudy.podme.com. Um, on Mondays is when we release new episodes. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at popnotsoda. You can follow Brian at BOwen619 and you can follow me at paperchampiondp. Make sure you have liked and are following our Facebook page so you can catch any updates, any episodes, anything we like to post. Um, if you're not following us on Twitter, Facebook it's the, is the next best place. But... Until then, we wish you the best of luck in your fantasy league, unless you're any of my friends who play in leagues with me. And if you are, I hope you lose terribly. And I hope Kicker you first have pick. the worst draft. Defense imaginable. second pick. Yeah. And I, yeah, you know what? I hope you take three kickers. <laughs>